0: He's spent over 40 years in and around the restaurant industry. He's been an owner and an operator. He's a member of the Colorado Restaurant Hall of Fame for over 30 years. His radio shows have been keeping you updated on the ever-changing Colorado restaurant scene. Where he invites you to join him both on the air and for meals at area restaurants. He's Mike Boyle, and this is The Restaurant Show.
1: Some kind of sensuous tree. Get it on. Welcome to the Restaurant Show. I'm your host Mike Boyle. Happy to have you aboard. It is Saturday, September 9, 2023. I've got a fun fun hour, maybe even a fun fun show planned for you. I've got a lot of stuff to talk about. I am in Mexico. I left last Wednesday with a group of listeners. We went to DIA, met, got to know each other, jumped on a nonstop United flight, flew into Cancun, When about 20, 25 minutes. We were transferred on an Amstar bus, Amstar, A-M-S-T-A-R. They are the primary uh, excursion and transfer company in Mexico. We transferred to a property in the hotel zone of Cancun called the Ryu Palace. Now, Ryu Palace, Ryu, are a family-owned company out of Spain, but they've got properties all over the world. They do a wonderful, wonderful job. They have a tiered system, so the palace is the top of the line. As you would expect, if you're going to put the name palace in something, you probably ought to have a pretty nice property. We transferred to a brand new property that only opened late November, 1st of December last year, and it's called the Rio Palace Kukukan. And Cucucan. Uh, Can is a Mayan word. Cancun, for people that don't know this, oh, we want to go to Cancun. We want to enjoy those Caribbean waters, the white sand beaches. We want to watch sunrises, sunsets. We want to enjoy some ice cold beers, maybe some margaritas, maybe some wonderful food, good company. Did you know that Cancun is actually... A Mayan word for nest of snakes. Probably not something you want to use in the tourist brochures. Probably not what the fauna or the Mexican tourist arm wants to remind you of. But, uh, yeah, it's because of the interior. It's because of the jungle interior. And that's actually going to involve a little bit about where I actually am physically today. Yes, we landed in Cancun. We were transferred to the Rio Palace, Kukukan, an all inclusive property. And if you're wondering what cucucan means in the Mayan language, it means. Serpent or an amazing serpent. So uh, obviously, these things, like I said, are not what you hear if you talk to the travel agents about coming to Cancun or to the Yucatan Peninsula. But anyway, that's where I am today. We arrived on Wednesday, enjoyed a beautiful cocktail party Wednesday evening, Thursday, Friday. Some people took excursions. Some went over to the... Mayan ruins at Coba, Tulum, Chichen Itza, um, some went over to Isla the Isle of Women, took the ferry over there, got a golf cart, rode around, went out to the soggy peso, and, uh, had a few beers there. It's a famous, famous bar on Isla Mahedes. But, uh, today, this morning, I got up and I grabbed Mike Worm. Mike is the husband of Angie of Granelli's Pizza in Castle Rock. And, um, They've become dear friends, they're wonderful sponsors. I really enjoy their company. I love their pizza. I had one of their pizzas this week before we left for Cancun. But um uh, I bring baseball equipment. And I have for years. Baseball equipment. Matter of fact, I was figuring it out. 2004 was the first time I took baseball equipment to the Dominican Republic. Equipment that you have provided, you have donated over the years. And uh, so what we're going to do is we're going to talk about that and much, much more when we come back on The Restaurant Show. About going to DIA. I've told you here on the restaurant show about flying nonstop on United Airlines to Cancun, being transferred to the Rio Palace Cuckoo Can. Told you a little bit about uh, the resort. Of course, they got beautiful pools. you got the beach to walk. But what am I doing today? Today, Saturday, September 9th, um, I'm in de Voidaleed is the second oldest city on the Yucatan Peninsula of Mexico it's spelled V-A-L-L-A-D-O-L-I-D. void de lead and um that obviously is a Mayan word. And uh it's about ninety miles west of Cancun, about an hour and a half. It's about a hundred and five miles east of Merida, or Merida, however you would prefer to pronounce it. It was founded on May twenty-seventh, fifteen forty-three. Back before any of us were even a dream, fifteen forty-three. Makes it the second oldest city on the Yucatan, too, the aforementioned Merida or Merida. It was founded the year before 1542. Um, It was built on top of a cenote, a cenote, C-E-N-O-T-E. A cenote is an underground lake or water supply that seeps up, but it comes up through the rocks, and it's pure water. It's crystal clear. If you've ever been swimming in a cenote, it is absolutely refreshing, so fabulous. But it was founded by a big lagoon, by the Spaniards, um, uh, in an area, but they found it by the lake, and after about a year, they found out that because of the water— there were a lot of mosquitoes. Water attracts mosquitoes. We see it here in Colorado. So what did they do? They moved it about a mile to its present location. Uh, it was built on top of a Mayan town, the town of Zakey. Z a. CI. And what they actually did was they knocked down the Mayan city and used the stones to build the beautiful temples that are in Valladolid right now. So anyway, just a little bit of history. So what I did this morning was I have a driver, I have Hundreds of pounds of baseball equipment that you have supplied. I made good contacts in Mexico over the last few years. You know, we were going to the Dominican Republic for about 16 years. When in January 2020, the shutdown hit, and all of a sudden I'm in Mexico enjoying myself, relaxing, not worrying about the shutdown in the United States. And the guy says to me, well, we'd love to start baseball programs down here. So uh, I made contact with him. He helped me with some contacts, and I started bringing stuff down here. And it's been a little bit different deal. Let me explain the difference to you. In the Dominican Republic, they are the second highest supplier of players to our major leagues behind the United States. We're a country of three hundred million. We supply the most. They're a country of ten million, and they supply the second highest number. A boy when he is born in the Dominican Republic, when when a, when 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 a child is born in most Latin countries, what's the focus? What's the sport focus? Soccer, soccer, football, they call it. All right. Why? You can have a ball, and. 22 kids, 11 on the side, can play. But in the Dominican Republic, and who knows where it got started, maybe it got started back in the 80s with Tony Fernandez and some of the players that signed with the Toronto Blue Jays, and they kind of started the wave. Well, a boy in the Dominican Republic is born with a baseball in his hand. But a kid in Mexico isn't. So when I started taking equipment down to the Dominican Republic, there were villages all over the place. I started working with the Rockies. I made contact with Dick Montford and the Rockies, and he helped me with their academy down there. And they would find villages, no running water, no electricity. If you don't have running water, if you don't have electricity, if your bathroom is a hole in a concrete floor, you probably don't have money for a baseball glove. You probably don't have money. They don't even have sporting goods stores in many of these countries. Because why? the, The equipment is so expensive. So we had remarkable success. Took care of thousands and thousands of kids over the 16, 17 years. Well, in Mexico, it was a little bit different deal. When I started coming down, first of all, you have to establish a trust. Who's this gringo coming from the United States, and is he bringing us two bats and a ball, or is he really going to make some progress towards helping youth baseball develop here on the Yucatan? There's a wonderful, wonderful professional Mexican baseball league, and they've got— teams in. Matter of fact, they've got one in Cancun. It's called, that's the state of Quintana Roo. It's owned by Fernando Valenzuela. Remember the old Dodger left-hander? Yeah, he owns that club. They've got teams in Oaxaca and Mexico City, Tampico. That's where Vinny Castillo of the Rockies, that's where he came through. So they've got a very vibrant league, but once again, you just don't have the money for the equipment. So I started coming down Bring an equipment, like I said, that you have given me. And it's worked out very, very well. Well, I found a guy. Believe it or not, I'll tell you how I found this guy. In January, I brought a group and I brought equipment. One of the guys that I knew took me down to a place called Bacalar, which is uh, actually right down by the capital of Quintana Roo. It's down by the uh, Belizean border, border of Belize. And we distributed equipment. One kid, left-hander, had never had a glove, never, because he's left-handed, gave him a brand new glove. Also, we went to a place in the state of Yucatan, which is the Yucatan Peninsula is made up of two states. You know what? We're coming up on a break. I'm just going to give you a little bit of background. I find it interesting. Hopefully, you do, too. We'll be right back on The Restaurant Show. Back to the Mike Boyle Restaurant Show. It is Saturday, September 9th, and I am in Mexico. And to be more specific, like I said, I flew down last Wednesday to Cancun. I am in Voyager and the uh, second oldest city on the Yucatan. The Yucatan is the Yucatan Peninsula, but there are two states the state of Of Quintana Roo, which is where Cancun, Puerto Morales, Playa del Carmen, Riviera Maya, on down to the Belizean border. Then there is the state of the Yucatan, state of Yucatan. And that is a little bit more north. That is where Voidolid, that is where Merida, that is where many of those areas that you know and have heard about. Okay, so then after going to Bacalar one day back in January of uh, this year, went out to Bukholz, which is a small little Mayan community. I mean, small, small, small. So they brought in other villages. We took care of the baseball equipment, supplied it. They took us to a Mayan home for lunch. I mean, very, very, I, I, I know it would make some of you nervous, but tremendously gratifying. Well, so what we're going to do on this trip is actually a little later today, is we're going to go out to a place called Santa Maria Aznar. And it is a town, a village of 654 people, a Mayan village. And uh, we've brought enough equipment to take care of their entire baseball program for every kid in town. Uh, we're going to use some of it also in Void as well. I'm going to take a little bit of a tour. I will post some pictures on social media. But uh, Santa Maria, I'm looking forward to getting out there. It's got about 10 streets. For the whole town, and it's off the beaten path, but that is where we are going to be taking baseball equipment today. But let me tell you something: there's plenty of other stuff for you to do if you would like. The uh, Castle Rock Art Festival is going on today and tomorrow. Yep, and it's a wonderful art festival if you like art. And I'm not just talking about paintings. You've got all types of art, sculptures and jewelry and all that type of stuff. It's going on today and tomorrow right in downtown Castle Rock. And that will give you an opportunity to uh, maybe enjoy some of the wonderful Castle Rock restaurants. I mentioned Grinelli's Pizza. But let me just tell you, we've got a Dos Santos Dos Santos is from the Walenta brothers. They've got Dos Santos in Denver. They've got Dos Santos in Colorado Springs. They've got a fast casual concept called Dos Dos. They are also the owners and operators and starters of white pie pizza. So we've got a Dos uh, Dos Santos right in the downtown Castle Rock, right on Wilcox. Actually, matter of fact, across the street from Grinnelly's. Great Divide Brewing Company. Great Divide Brewing Company was started in Denver by Brian Dunn and his wife in 1993. They were involved in the show years ago uh, as they were getting started. But they have partnered with the Ship Brothers, uh, the guys that have Spanky's Restaurant in Denver. They've got about 10, 11 restaurants, 10, 11 concepts, but they... um partnered with the Great Divide to have a restaurant right in downtown Castle Rock. And it's fabulous and it's rocking. It's doing a good job. It will be both of these places will be within walking distance of the Castle Rock Art Festival. There's another place called Tribe at Riverwalk. And um, wonderful, wonderful people might be a place for you to stop. Also, you've got the office if you're looking for a little bit more of a sports car, uh, sports bar feel. Because you know what? It was, it was last weekend, Labor Day weekend, even though there were some games in August, it was last weekend when the um, college football season uh, kicked off. And if you're wondering what's going on with college football today, September 9th, CU is playing their first home game under Coach Prime, playing Nebraska. Um Air Force Academy is out of town. They are at Sam Houston down in Texas. CSU is off. And the University of Northern Colorado is at home against Incarnate Word. And so you've got a couple of options. You can go up to Boulder and see the CU Buffs, or you can go to UNC, go over to Greeley, maybe have a piece of pie at Fat Albert's Restaurant, and uh, watch the UNC Bears under new coach Lamb take on Incarnate Word. The Rockies are out of town. They are playing in San Francisco. Broncos, of course, are home tomorrow, taking on the Las Vegas Raiders. And um, what was the name of that screwball that we had for a coach for a while that now coaches them? No, no, that was last year. No, who was the Josh that was the uh, uh, New – no, Josh – yeah, he was in New England, and you know what, boy, I'll tell you – Josh McDaniel, thank you very much. Yeah, he's a guy that was easy to forget. Uh, So anyway, uh, they're taking on the dreaded Raiders. By the way, did you know about the um, uh, – maybe you're a season seat holder. I was talking to – because one of the season seat holders called me up and said, you know, they're charging different prices for different games. And I said, well, it's called premium seating, and that's – become very, a very accepted, uh, very accepted practice in professional sports. Now, maybe I don't know this but maybe the Cubs don't do it. Maybe a Cubs ticket is just a hot ticket all the time, Wrigley Field, sitting in the bleachers, going to Murphy's Bar before or after. Um, but it's, it's pretty standard practice. Maybe not in Boston, where seats are probably tremendously expensive, but everybody loves to go to a Boston game. But the Rockies, the Rockies do it. You know, they charge a premium when the Yankees come, when the Red Sox come. Um, they charge a little bit more for that than maybe a Monday game against uh, who um, Minnesota I don't know but but you understand so there, I was I was looking and the game tomorrow against the it used to be a friend of mine had seats for 150 bucks. And you had 10 games. Two preseason, eight season. Now you got eight or nine, depending on the season, but you still only have one preseason, so it's 10 games. But it used to be 150 a game times 10, 150 bucks. Well, now the price is the same, or close to the same, but preseason was 73 last week when they played the Rams or a week and a half ago. Today, uh, uh, tomorrow against the Las Vegas Raiders, it'll be 217. OK, but if you want to go to Cleveland, New England or the Rams, the last three home games of the year. Cleveland is right around Thanksgiving. New England is uh, Christmas Eve and Rams are New Year's Eve. So it's 217 tomorrow for the Las Vegas Raiders for this guy's ticket. But only half that for Cleveland, New England and Rams. Now, when you take another 217 for Kansas City, when you take the Jets and Green Bay at about 194, and you take Minnesota and Washington at 165, it still comes out at about the same price for a season ticket holder in their respective category. But anyway, the Broncos will be playing tomorrow. And uh, yeah, I would imagine that some of us tomorrow will probably be uh, gathering in one of the bar's at the Ryu property in Cancun and watching a little bit of Bronco football. It's early in the season. Hope springs eternal. Uh, I'm going to share with you a couple of books that I've read. Don't forget that when we get back on the 13th, the following Wednesday, September 20th, will be the Restaurant Show Book Club. That will be at the View House Centennial. Uh, Starts at 1 o'clock. If you'd like to join us, it's on my website at mikeboyle.com. We are going to have a guy named Al. Alan Topol, T-O-P-O-L. He is a lawyer in Washington that writes political thrillers. He has been on the show with me before. Um, he has sent us some books. Uh, I've read some of them, passed them along. So he's going to visit us virtually. The book that we're going to discuss is Running with Sherman. It's about, Sherman's a donkey, and it's about running in borough races. And so, um we were not able to reach Chris McDonald, the author of the book, but we do have an official Burrow racer that will be joining us virtually. And we'll be talking about that book. It's a lot of fun. We always have some, we always come up with some fun stuff to do. Um, I'm going to share a couple of books with you here sometime in the course of the next hour or so that I have read recently. Um, you know, we had the authors on from dead mountain. That was Doug Preston and Lincoln child. I, uh, well, matter of fact, while I was gone, also, um, we recorded an interview with Kyle Mills. He's the guy that replaced Vince Flynn when Vince Flynn died in writing the Mitch Rapp series. I've also found an interesting article in Nation's Restaurant News on the Happy Customer Index. Which casual dining brands score the highest for customer satisfaction and why? So I thought I would share that with you because even though we talk about travel and books and movies and TV shows, it really is a restaurant show. We even sometimes on the restaurant show talk about restaurants. So all of that's going to be coming up here between now and uh, the end of the hour and probably into the next hour. It is Saturday, September 9th. Did you know that it is National Teddy Bear Day? Did you know that today in 1850 California became the 31st state? You don't get this stuff on other restaurant shows. All right, we got plenty more to talk about when we come back on the Mike Boyle restaurant show.
0: It's
1: late and she's waiting, and I know. Welcome back to the Mike Boyle restaurant, travel, movies, books, sports, or whatever we feel like talking about show. Got a fun show planned for you today. I'm in Mexico. And you're not. I've got a wonderful group of 22 people with me. About 16 have traveled with me in the past. Six are new. We always like having new people. Love to have you join us on a trip coming up in January. But uh, my next guest, he's not with us. He's not in Mexico, but he knows plenty about it. His name is Warren Erbson. He's the official travel agent of the Mike Boyle Restaurant Show. Warren, um, for all of your trips to Mexico, because I know people say, well, I've already been to Cancun or I've already been to Puerto Vallarta. Um, You know what? There's a whole lot more to it than that. Of course, Cancun offers not only Isla Mujeres, Puerto Morales, Playa del Carmen, Riviera Maya, Tulum. I've been all the way down to the Belize border down in Bacalar, uh, where they've got a beautiful—they've got a place called the Lagoon of Seven Colors— and it's absolutely spectacular. I've been boating out on it, drinking a whole bunch of beer on it, but the Yucatan offers a lot. I am in Valladolid, um, which is the second oldest city on the Yucatan. It was founded on a Mayan village by the Spaniards. They knocked the village down, and they used the stone to build the town, the beautiful cathedral, some of the beautiful buildings in Valladolid, Um uh, Merida, or Merida, however you want to pronounce it, uh, is becoming very, very popular. There's an island off the coast of the Yucatan called H-O-L-B-O-X. It looks like whole box, but it's spelled old bush. And uh, you take a bus up to Chicala, you get on a ferry, you go over there. They don't allow any vehicles. It's all golf carts and uh, bicycles over there. So there's a lot more to the Yucatan. There's a lot more to Mexico than just some of the tourist areas and the Resorts in those areas, Warren. Have you had an opportunity to explore some of that?
2: Uh, Unfortunately, no. I've been to a few of them, and of course, I've been to the uh, uh, nearby coastal uh, islands, uh, you know, going across to Cozumel and to uh, uh, Isla Mujeres. Isla Mujeres. And uh, they're fun and unique and uh, very, very beautifully. uh, geared for uh, snorkelers and scuba divers, but uh uh for you know for people who want more activity and lots of uh uh, history to see Yucatan is is still a great place to go.
1: Well, and, and you know uh, San Gervas, people don't realize that there's Mayan ruins on the island of Cozumel, and and uh, and so you don't have to do just the Chichén or the Tulum. Uh, there's some yeah. beautiful Mayan ruins up near where we are up on the uh, northern part of the Yucatan Peninsula. So it, it's and that's one of the things that I've really enjoyed about getting out, whether it's the United States or here um, or any place you got to get out and look around a little bit more and that's why i think my daughter's gusto mexico company where she does the uh soft adventure cultural immersions you know i now had never dip. Yeah. Beautiful. I she, we went to the wine country which is off of uh, the uh, on the Baja Peninsula uh inland from Ensenada. I, when she said, "Dad, would you go with us to the wine region?" I didn't even know Mexico had a wine region. And and believe me, I've spent a lot of time in Mexico and a lot of time on the Baja, and I went there were tasting rooms Warren that were I'm telling you if you closed your eyes and opened your opened them up, in these tasting rooms, you'd think you were in Napa. They were that nice. They were that welcoming. And you can say whatever you want about the wine, but you know what? Every drop of wine they produce in Mexico, they almost don't export it because they they, they just can't make enough to export it. But you have some of those wines, and, and they've come a long ways. They're pretty good. You get down to Oaxaca, one of the food regions of the country. You get down to Huatuco, You get down to some of these different areas. I've never been to San Miguel de Allende. And uh, I've heard it's wonderful, wonderful artsy, craftsy community. I want to get there someday if I've got enough time. But it's a fun country, isn't it, Warren Nerpson? Oh yeah, there's it, it, just so much to offer and so, so many
2: beautiful places. And and uh, back in uh, when before uh, Cancun was developed, a traditional uh, trip. To Mexico was Mexico City, and then uh, up to Tosco, and then over to Acapulco. Uh, the demographics have changed a lot in those areas, uh, although there's still a lot of wonderful things to see, especially in Tosco. Uh, it's a shame we don't send more people there.
1: Yeah, I, I just think that I just think that if, and that's one of the things that even when I'm taking a group. You know, my groups are different than my daughter's groups with Gusto Mexico. The people that go with Gusto Mexico, they want to meet a chef. They want the chef to take them to the market and pick out the ingredients that they're going to prepare for their dinner. The people that are with me right now at the Rio Palace Cucocan, uh, they want to know the dinner served at 630. And, and, and there's going to be a wide variety and there's a beautiful buffet and there's the a la carte restaurants. But, boy, I just I, I think that uh, I think that some of the stuff that this country has to offer is really, really enjoyable. Warren, let's talk a little bit about, let's get back on the tourist track, because um, obviously people listening to the show right now are not with me in Mexico. Um, And we certainly want to encourage people, if you want to go in October, November, December, you want to go for Christmas, January, February, you want to go on your own, you want to go with your family, contact Warren Erbson. You don't have to go with me, you don't have to go with my daughter, Um, but there's, uh, he's He's more than capable of putting together whatever you might want to do. But in January, January 10th to the 17th, we are going to go to Cabo San Lucas. And it is, listen, Cabo San Lucas is a tourist area. There's plenty to make you feel like you're in Mexico. You can go up to Todos Santos, uh, Cerritos Beach. You can go surfing. Uh, you can go up to Todos Santos to the Hotel California and have a margarita. Uh, you can go up to San Jose del Cabo to the art walk up there. You can go off the coast and you can do some whale watching and do some sunset cruises. But Cabo San Lucas really is a tourist mecca, isn't it, Warren.
2: Oh, very much so, and uh, I've even had uh, uh, people going there and taking uh, uh, rides on uh, camel bikes. And, oh, <laughs> and, and a little bit of everything, but yeah. Out into in various you know parts that get into the interior and get into the, some of the foothills, and uh, they've had some wonderful times down there.
1: All right, so let's talk a little bit about what we're going to do, folks. Is we're going to fly nonstop on United Airlines, Denver. You don't fly to Cabo San Lucas. You fly to Los Cabos. That means the Capes, as opposed to Cabo San Lucas, which means the Cape of St. Luke. You got San Jose del Cabo, St. Joe of Cabo. But you fly into Los Cabos. That is the airport. And if you were going to go to San Jose, you'd go about 10 kilometers Off to the Sea of Cortez. If you're going to go to Cabo, you go about 40 kilometers south to the tip of the Baja Peninsula, and it is spectacular. If you wonder what it's like in Cabo, picture, just bring up Cabo San Lucas, and there will be a picture of El Arco, the arch. That is the rock formation that everybody knows about Cabo San Lucas. Talk a little bit about Cabo, if you would, Warren.
2: Uh, it has, you know, of course, wonderful restaurants. Although we're at, at an all-inclusive, uh, anyhow, but it's still fun to get away every so often. Mm-hmm. But uh, the biggest thing is uh, getting on a boat for a sunset uh uh Spectacular. To do a little yeah, whale watching, and uh, uh, it, it, it really is a wonderful experience. Uh, I've been fortunate enough to do that a number of times, and and uh, have enjoyed it immensely. And uh, we happened to hit one. Uh, by uh, two years ago where it was one of the most spectacular sunsets you could ever imagine.
1: <laughs> it's, it's hard. To, it's almost hard to compare them when you're talking about sunsets in that part of the world. And right. listeners, if you go with me, what I do every night at 6, 6.15, 6.30, somewhere in there, 6.15, 6.20, I tell listeners that I will be in a certain bar. And come by and make sure you know everybody. Meet everybody. Ask about excursions. Who wants to go to the Italian restaurant tonight? And two, three, four couples will go off to the Italian restaurant. Who wants to go to the Mexican a la carte restaurant? Two, three, four people will go off to the a la carte restaurant. Well, at some point I'm going to say, you know what? Get up. And at about 7, thirty eight o'clock, I know you like to sleep in on vacation, about 7, 7.30, let's walk down the beach and go to the office. Now, I've got a wonderful sponsor called The Office Restaurant and Bar in Castle Rock. But we're talking about The Office in Cabo San Lucas. It is on the beach. The tables and chairs are set up in the sand. The sun is rising. You're looking out at the beach. And you have yourself a breakfast burrito. And yeah, 730, hey, we're all adults here. Maybe 730 in the morning, you want a beer. Maybe 7, thirty, eight o'clock in the morning, you want a Bloody Mary or a margarita. You know what? Go ahead and have it. Yep, live a little. But at some point, Warren, I'm going to walk him down the beach to the office. No, it's not included in the all-inclusive, but I think you've got to go to the office. And if you have a sweetie with you and you want to have a romantic dinner at some point, you've got to go to Romeo and Julieta's. I mean, those are two wonderful, wonderful restaurants right in Cabo San Lucas.
2: Yeah, he has a lot to offer there.
1: All right, and folks that got plenty of shopping and all of that type of stuff. So we're talking with Warren Erpson, January tenth to the seventeenth. I don't know what the weather's gonna be January tenth to the seventeenth in Colorado. Denver, Colorado Springs. But I will tell you this, it is going to be nicer. It's going to be better in Cabo San Lucas. <laughs> you you can take that to the bank. All right, Warren, let's take a break. And when we come back, tell the folks about the package. Uh, today is Saturday, September 9th. It is Leo Tolstoy's birthday, the guy that wrote War and Peace. Colonel Harlan Sanders, Kentucky Fried Chicken, was born 1890. And talk about Sunset Cruises, Otis Redding sitting on the dock of the bay. It's his birthday today. Let's take a break and come back with Warren on the Mike Boyle Restaurant Show. Restaurant Show. We're talking with Warren Erbson. I am in Mexico. If you just now tuned in, I've told you that we flew into Cancun last Wednesday. I am in Void lead and uh, heading out to Santa Maria Aznar, where we will distribute baseball equipment, help kids in these villages get their baseball program started, equipment that you have been supplying me. This is the 20th year I have been taking baseball equipment to the Dominican Republic and now Mexico. All right. So Warren Erbson, the official travel agent of the Restaurant show, we've been just kind of taking a little trip down memory lane, sharing a little bit of Mexico with you. January 10th to the 17th, what are we doing?
2: Well, the most important thing, I think, is the fact that you're Getting on a plane in Denver when it's probably somewhere between zero and <laughs> yeah. ten degrees, yeah. and and flying nonstop on United down to Cabo and and uh, getting off the plane and it'll be uh, probably uh, seventy five or eighty degrees. It's it's a wonderful experience <laughs> to just do that. I and you then, know
1: I remember uh, years ago, Warren. Uh, I got uh, my my then wife and I went down to the Caribbean, and it was February, and we got back and somebody. He said, "Well, you know what? We had some we had some pretty nice days here. You know, there were, there were some sunny days." I said, "You know what? In January, February, get on a plane and go to Mexico and stay for a week, and then get on a plane and fly from Mexico to Denver. See which adjustment is easier to make." And I guarantee you. The adjustment going south is a whole lot easier. Warren, we announced uh, Cabo about a week, 10 days ago, and I'm amazed. We've really gotten some immediate response on this. We haven't been to Cabo um, in a number of years, and uh, I think that people are saying, well, Hawaii's too expensive. Hawaii is too far away, too long a flight. Uh, the Caribbean, you've got to make some connections. Uh, let's go to Cabo and spoil ourselves a little bit. Talk a little bit about the package.
2: Um. Again, getting on the nonstop flight, and then we're going to the Rio Palace, Cabo San Lucas, And uh, we don't use their least expensive rooms because I think people coming from the mountains want to see the water. Yes. So uh, we we start with uh, uh, ocean view rooms, um, the package that we are working with. And, uh, uh, yes, if someone wants to save a couple of dollars, yes, we could lower it down for them. But uh, uh, we strongly recommend the enjoyment of Mm -hmm. getting up in the morning and looking out at water.
1: Yeah, I listen. I, I you know I lived in Hawaii for years, um, but when I go, when I used to go back, when I used to take groups before the shutdown, before the craziness, I, I don't go to a place that has a beach to take a room to look at the concrete parking lot. I want right. to look at the water, and I know people. I know there's people out there saying, "Well, you don't spend any time in your hotel room." Yeah, you do. You spend. Uh, about 40% of your time on a vacation in your room because you're there in the morning, you sleep in, you relax, uh, you get a good night's sleep, you get there in the evening. And so, you know, so let's say out of a 24 hours, eight hours sleeping. I mean, you're spending and an hour here, hour there. You're spending time in your room. You want to have a nice room and you want to have a nice sitting on your balcony at 536 o'clock and having a nice cold drink from your all-inclusive mini bar. And looking at the water, that's a pretty cool breeze, don't you think, Warren?
2: Oh, yes. Uh, it, it, it makes life worth living <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to know that you, you're able to do it and enjoy it.
1: You know what? And when you think about the a la carte restaurants, uh, boy, I'll tell you, uh, I've had some fish tacos at the Rio Palace Mexican restaurants, I've had steaks. I'm telling you that are as good as you can get at a steakhouse in the United States. There was a time when they didn't serve good steaks in Mexico, but they've really learned how to do it. I've gone to the Italian restaurant and had some of the lasagnas and some of the strombolis and even had a steak at an Italian restaurant. And I've gone to the Asian restaurant at the Ryu Palaces and had a seared ahi tuna steak. That was as good as you will find anywhere. So just because it's an all-inclusive, it doesn't mean that it's all buffet. They've got extensive buffets for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I love getting up in the morning in Mexico, getting in an hour and a half workout, then going to the omelet bar. And practicing my Spanish and having them make me a wonderful, wonderful two-egg omelet, maybe even a three-egg omelet if I'm hungry, having some refried beans, having some flour tortillas to slop it up a little bit, a little bit of pico de gallo. Anyway, Warren, we're going January 10th to the 17th, and uh, people would like to go. Go to my website, MikeBoyle.com. Uh, if you are part of our Mike Boyle Restaurant Show Travel Group, it's just people that signed up want to get the information. That's on my website, but you can contact Warren Erpson And uh, Warren, let's conclude by saying, early is better than late to get prices locked in.
2: Yes, because uh, as the flight fills up, United actually takes away the least expensive uh, availability, and uh, it moves up about $30, 40 yeah. in, on the next level of airfares. It's, so we, we don't block specific space. We just uh, book it as people call in and uh, get the best available for them at the time that yeah. they're going. But it's still it's still one of the best values you're going to Again.
1: All right, that's going to have to be the final word. We're going to take a break. I'm Mike Boyle, and this is The Restaurant Show.